This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to another Cravings podcast with Pete Dillon online at joy.org.au forward slash cravings and live Saturdays from 1pm on Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Exploring all that's finest in food and beverage across Melbourne and Victoria. Sponsored by La Spaghettata. Over 35 years of food, family and fun at 238 Ligon Street, Carlton. Wine and dine with La Spaghettata for an authentic Italian experience. Pasta, wine, seafood, steak and so much more. Dine in and enjoy the authentic sights and sounds of Ligon Street. Or order takeaway now via Deliveroo, Uber Eats or Fedora. Eat, drink, love with La Spaghettata. Call 9663 6102. Visit laspaghettata.com.au or find them on Facebook. You've reached another Joy 94.9 podcast. The hottest event on the LGBTIQ calendar is the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras. And Thanks to our Joy sponsors, Virgin Australia, who'll fly you there, Airbnb, who'll put you up for your stay, and Go Get, who'll drive you around in style. Then have the time of your life celebrating the Money Grab Parade with a view money can't buy at the Joy 94.9 VIP broadcast. An unforgettable experience you don't want to miss. For a chance to win, donate $5 to Joy via joy.org.au. Enter as many times as you like. There's no limits. The more times you donate $5, the more chances you have to win. But do it before Feb 17. T's and C's apply. See joy.org.au. The joy of summer. The joy of Mardi Gras. Joy It is that time of the year, folks. We talk Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. It's going to be the biggest event, I think, that Melbourne's ever seen. 25 years of the festival. And uh, combined with the world's top 50 announcements right here in Melbourne as well. So we've got the CEO. We're not mucking around with the edges today. We'll also introduce you to an incredible chat by the name of Wiley DeFresney. All that coming up. Good afternoon. We are talking craving six minutes past one. It's a glorious Saturday afternoon in Melbourne. Delighted to be with you and delighted to be with you, Tad. It's good to be with you as well. Yes. This, you. Is, this, is, our, this is our last pas de deux, if you will. It is. Our yeah. last duet. Well, not the last one. I mean, no, we're no, still no, going to no. be doing I, this yes, by you'll hear me every week. You yeah. won't even know that I'm not here. It's no, just my, right. my presence in this Your studio. Presence. It's my last time at this desk. I know. And after how many years? It's been uh, eight, eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Um, 
incredible dedication and and, um yeah and i know personally we'll definitely be missed in the studio and i know you know the community no no you never know but um and you know you've done a lot of things for the for the station the community and and you know you um yeah, you'll be missed from that point of view. Thank but you. I know you're not leaving the planet, and you're no, just going to be going I'm just, bush. I'm just going to be in far north Brighton. Yeah, that's right. Our guest in the studio today is the delightful, ever-delightful Natalie O'Brien. It seems we've been doing this for about eight years as well, Natalie. I think it is. Lots of milestones yeah, going do. around. Yeah, yeah that's yes. right. <laughs> well, and I'm a bit emotional, so if I get a bit croaky, it's just I handed over the keys to my house this morning oh, um, to its new owners. So... Um, and I think I'm just really bloody tired. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, so it's, um, yeah, uh, another milestone. Absolutely. Because I think we've done this around this time for eight years. And it's always beautiful and sunny when it we is. have our little it chit is. chat. So it it's must wonderful. be your influence. <laughs> <laughs> you bring that mine. in with you. <laughs> uh, it's a very big festival, 25 years. Um, you've, I think you're... I, I, we do this. I think you're up to... Is it number 15 for you? It is. So there's all these figures. 15 years for me personally, 25 years for Melbourne Food and Wine Festival, and, of course, the 50 best chefs coming to yeah, Melbourne. because this is yep. the first time it's been out of... Is it the first time out of Europe? No, it was in New York last oh, it year. it was. Okay, that was the so first time it was out of Europe. Yeah. First yep. time in the Southern Hemisphere. That's let's, right. Let's go with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. this is sort of the, I guess, the benchmark, and it's it's almost pushed Michelin to the side in a way. I mean, Michelin stars are still sought after yep. and coveted, but um, this is the world's best 50 restaurants. Yeah, and I think it's really captured people, and mm. uh, some of these chefs come from some really unique locations and some very, very small restaurants. Mm. So. Absolutely. And I think the, the whole Michelin star rating, I mean, that's, you know, they do that in the United States and in Europe, of course, but not, not in Australia. So no. I think the 50 best is really a, a global um, a, assessment of, of how things are going, I think, and, and it's something that, you know, it sort of transverses that, mm. you know, those the Michelin, the, you know, the the usual Michelin star ratings and things like that too. So I was looking through the list of last year's top ten, and there's only yep. two out of that ten that I haven't met yet. Right, you show off. Have an interview, <laughs> name dropper. Um, yeah. So uh, current number one is Massimo Bottura, mm-hmm. and he's That's had right. I think three visits into the program. Yep. Uh, El Cella de Calroca, we've not we've not done number two. Um, number three is... Number three. Uh, we're talking 11 Madison Park. Correct. I think, That's York. right, number three, correct. And uh, it feels like we're reeling off tennis players yeah, having just come back <laughs> off the Australian <laughs> yeah, Open. Uh, yeah. And I think it's fabulous that mm. we've got, you know, all of this great lineup coming across so, yes, to Melbourne. And, and right here in our, on our doorstep. I think, it, I think it's brilliant for Melbourne and it's a wonderful alignment for the festival as well because the festival is so... Um, respected globally. Yeah. Well, the, I, I mean, in some ways, we're talking about it being really the Olympics of food and wine mm. in Australia. And, um, you know, we, we talk about the fact that 36 top 50 chefs have been here over our 24-year history. So it's going to be so wonderful to you know, I guess share Melbourne hospitality, Australian hospitality when they get here. And there'll also be 50 sommeliers um, coming from all around the world as well. Wow. So yeah. um, it's going to be one great place to be, Big I party. think. It will be. March, April this year. I best book some tickets. <laughs> That's right. We'll get you sorted. <laughs> That's right. 
And um, what, what's happening, you know, from a special point of view to celebrate the, the 25th year anniversary with the um, Melbourne Food and Wine Festival? We thought a lot about how do we celebrate 25 years and what we've really decided to do is to do many of the things that people have enjoyed for a long time. Yep. So every year we open with the longest lunch and the team hear me saying there is going to be singing, there's going to be dancing, <laughs> there's going to be generosity right across the program. So I think what we're doing is really dialing up all of the favourite things that we do. Yep. One of the things that we did, um, knowing that all of these fabulous chefs and, and, and sommeliers from around the world, is when we build our house this year, which is located in the city, is what we wanted to do is really it's celebrate. Uh, it's going to be a I've fabulous... A You've had a sneak peek. <laughs> and it's going to be transformed into a space where we want people to come for the 10 days of the festival, but really showcase Australian chefs, Australian yep. families, Australian produce, and all the fabulous Australian wine makers so what we want to do is we want all of our visitors to go back and go wow these guys are so in to their food and wine yeah that's great it's a really great opportunity to show how world-class you know things are here i mean people view australia as being so far away and and it i don't think that it really gets the attention that it deserves because of that in a lot of cases and it's a perfect opportunity to to show everybody what it's about and and let them experience it and and have a good time. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And it also taps into our obsession with laneways in Melbourne yes. because it is a laneway entrance to the house. Absolutely. Um, and so we've, we've, I'm not giving anything away. We've found a fabulous little spot um, in the CBD of Melbourne that is adjacent to a laneway and has got some real character and real history mm. around it. And we will transform it to a bar that will be open from 11 till very late, I should yes. imagine. And each night we've programmed a whole lot of interesting content mm. and, and very accessible content for people to come along and, and, and enjoy yep. the space. An Italian disco and a dining and disco club. I love this idea. I know. So on the first Friday night, um, and I think um, the opportunity to dance, sing and eat has attracted many people already. Um, Ted, we have a message already. Oh, do we? Yeah. Hi, Pete. My good wishes with your next venture. You'll be missed. Uh, and, Tad, congrats on your own show from Mum. So it's right. <laughs> but, but Pete's, <laughs> Pete's still yes. doing going to be here. Pete's Linda, still going to be gonna the hear show. me yeah. every week. I'm not. Yeah. I'm literally <laughs> on air not going anywhere. You'll yeah. still hear my voice every week. Um, yeah, so the, Ita- the Italo, Italo Dining and Disco Club, um, Monday Family Dinner, there's, there's Rootstock, Sydney yeah. versus, well, Sydney with Melbourne Food and Wine. Um, there's just there's a lot of really cool stuff going to happen in that space. Yeah, we want to bring people together, and um, I think the Monday family dinners is going to be. It's sort of really inspired by Dan and Angie Hong in Sydney, mm. and the place to get to for dinners. So we've gathered families from all around Australia to come and take part in the laneway, and I guess that sort of reflects all of the different cuisines that we have in Australia as well. Um, and on very very last night of the house, we're going to have the burger block party, where it's been a little bit controversial because we have had to work out which are the burgers that represent each state of Australia. Right. So that is a big challenge. Yeah, I'm how did you I'm manage that? have a look at this list. <laughs> are we allowed to give them away or not? Go for it, absolutely. So um, Mary's Burgers in Sydney, I'm kind of with you on that. Okay, tick. Um, Rockwell and Sons and Beatbox Kitchen in Melbourne, tick. And Short Order in Perth. Um, has there been a thought of including Betty's Burgers? 
Which are taking over the world? Well, I think that, look, we um, when we reached out, and we obviously reached out to people who love burgers and um, our gorgeous friends in, in, in the media, and, uh, yeah, there was a lot of controversy. It's very hard making a list, so we mm. know how World's 50 fe- Best feel. Yeah. Um, but it brought out lots of emotion, and, and we took the took the punt and we came up with that list at the block party. I think Warren Turnbull will be very upset but we'll get to him in a minute. It's 14 minutes past one. Natalie O'Brien in the studio. In a little while you're going to meet Wiley DeFresny. He's one of the great minds of molecular gastronomy in the world. He will, um, we'll, I had a chat with him a couple of days ago so we'll play that interview as well. Hey there, it's Jace, head of Joy Production, here to talk up our Joy podcast service. Last month, our community downloaded around 34,000 Joy podcasts. Check them out when you get a bit of downtime and find out why our audience is loving what's on offer. Visit joy.org.au forward slash podcasts to view our most recently posted episodes, head to iTunes or your podcast app to find your favorite program, a mix of content you might have missed live and a range of fresh podcast material you'll only find on podcast. It's easy to subscribe to the program of your choice, whether you're viewing at joy.org.au or on your phone, which means you won't miss any future episodes. Get away from your busy day. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them, at joy.org.au and via iTunes. Bonjour, I am Gabriel Gatte. You are listening to Cravings with Peter Dillon on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. Uh, 16 minutes past one, Natalie O'Brien, CEO of Melbourne Food and Wine, is in the studio with Tad and myself. Uh, a little, in a little while, Wiley DeFresny. Um, very quickly want to jump into Masterclass because this is it's a, a nice way to introduce Wiley in a, in a little bit. But what an incredible lineup for Masterclass happening at... Um, at Federation Square? Absolutely. Our new spot last year mm. was at um, Fed Square. And so. Is it still BMW Edge or the Deacon Edge? I, I don't know. The no, Edge space. The Edge. Yeah. The Deacon Edge. Yes. And um, yeah, we're really, really looking forward to the lineup of can we run, our can chefs. We run through the eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go um, for it. Roll so, call. Uh, Gaston Accordio <laughs> from uh, Astelia Gaston in Peru. Uh, world's number 30 in this current list. Um, Zayu Hasegawa uh, from Tokyo um, Jorge Vallejo from where's he from? He's from South America as yes. well and he's number 12, 12. Yep. Um, Carlo Krakow who, who was I was trying to think the other day when he was last here it was 2009 I was going to say 2010 yeah that's where I was going to go but no I, I had to look it up because I was having a discussion I remember that festival very well because I think um, Carluccio was here as well Antonio that's right, and of course he's a special guest mm. <laughs> uh, uh, for the festival as well. Um, Ashley Palmer Watts, who we've met here a number of times, who is the um, guy from Dinner here in Melbourne and Dinner in London by Heston Blumenthal. Uh, DT David Thompson, um, who we love absolutely, yeah. and I've had a chance to uh, eat his delicious flavours last Friday. Oh, and really? Yeah. Mm. So looking so forward he's from, to from an Australian man, but from Nam in Bangkok. Correct. Um, he's actually got a number of Nams. Or, One in or, London. Yes. One in London, yeah. Um, and uh, the guy we're about to meet, Wiley Fresney, who's America's most eccentric boundary-pushing chef. I didn't quite get that from him. Where he's quite um, he's another one of these chefs who who started with a philosophy degree. Yeah, yeah. And then decided to cook. And of course, and this is the one I'm absolutely most excited about from Alanir in Chicago. Um, pronounce his surname I call him Grant Atchis so he's it, number he's 15 Atchis. and um, he's bringing an entourage over to do his uh, very intricate and, and very special dishes a very fascinating man so um, 
I think the biggest challenge for any chef is to, to get cancer in your mouth. Um, he had cancer, I think, of his tongue and in his mouth, um, which would have obviously, to, to fix it, takes away taste. And That's yeah. right. the thing that a chef relies on most is, is taste. Um, his book is, is outstanding, and, I'm, and his food is, um, I think, some of the best in the world. So I'm, I'm very excited. I will be making my way down to see him for sure. Fantastic. No, and, and, and also we're, we're interested in Zayu, the, um, the Japanese guy, because he's 51 at the moment. Mm. So he's the one to watch. Is he going to break in? <laughs> That's right. And so um, I guess the lineup is a little bit about the current top 50. And those who have been um, really important mm. part of the top fifty since its inception fifteen years ago. And Wiley, obviously, previously with WD Fifty, which is the coolest name for a restaurant. Yeah. It's, it's sort of a take on WD Forty. Yeah. He's very, very cool man. Um, so that is on the opening weekend that Masterclass is happening, which is going to be incredibly good fun. That's right, and 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 the opportunity for the little theatreette seats just to watch and learn from these guys is thirty five dollars. And I, I guess the thing is, if we don't ever get to those restaurants around the world, that we do get a sense of their philosophy yeah. and their culture and their food and their techniques. It's really an accessible way for people to get close to the top fifty, if you like. The, and the, the sessions last year were fantastic. The the lesbian cheesemakers, women. Oh, the cowgirls. The cow, cow, the cowgirls. They were fantastic. They were gorgeous mm. fun. Peggy and Sue yeah, from yeah. Uh, California. Yes. Have you heard the Cowgirl Creamery? Oh, I have, absolutely. I actually yeah. sat down and had a discussion with them because there was a, a particular mention in an episode of Will and Grace of the Cowgirl Creamery. Oh, they used really? Yeah. Um, season five. Okay. I think episode four or five. I have a bit of an obsession with the show. Um, <laughs> and I was actually talking to them about it and I said, I, I've always wondered about the Cowgirl Creamery because... And I, I had to go and research the cowgirl cream because right. I wonder where this cheese was that they were talking about. It, and the thing was, is, you, you can't get the, the cheese in Australia. No, so right. we had it specially imported mm. out and I had a beautiful wheel at home in the fridge and my husband said, oh my God, that was so delicious. Mm. I'm really sorry, I've eaten the whole lot, but I'll get you some more tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, awful. And... Um, I, I talked before about the laneway, and that's the, the house of food and wine. I think the river, again, is, is another spectacular feature of the program. Yeah, the river is really, it's on the opening weekend. Um, it's a chance to bring everyone out Friday night, Saturday and Sunday. And uh, we really take over the banks of the river. And uh, there are little boats that people can take rides in. And uh, we're also going to have a very special, and I'm not going to tell you today, you'll have to, the listeners will have to come to the river, um, a very special symbolic floating, uh, let's say, food and wine thing in the water. Um, but most importantly, Importantly, there'll be loads of gorgeous things to eat and people to meet along the banks of the river. And, you know, I guess it's 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 harvest, it's autumn, um, it's the best time of year for us to be out. And that's what the river's really about, is celebrating the abundance of food, its vintage and its harvest. There'll be gorgeous ciders and ice creams and anything that you need to eat. So looking forward to inviting all, of course, our visitors that will be here to the river as well. Yeah, and they'll really get a, an opportunity to see Melbourne in that sort of different light if that's you know yeah. you know there's always a festival or something happening in melbourne and you know it's it's going to be again like party time for everybody that's visiting it's a oh, perfect yeah, i time. hope so I, I always think there's some sort of when it, when an event's going on in a city you really get a a, a great experience and a great vibe so we're yeah. hoping to put the river um right out there with some gorgeous food and wine experiences yeah. it's, it's always played a part in the festival certainly over the last four or five years it's been very much um queensbridge square and and the heart of, of the festival the festival hub 
I want to step away from specific program items for a moment. When you collectively sit down with your team at the festival and go, okay, what we've just finished this festival, let's all have a break and a holiday, and what comes next? Is there already some ideas for number 26 that are flying about the office that you couldn't pull off for, t- for number 25? Absolutely. We we feel like um, we're so lucky because we've got an incredibly passionate team, but we've also got an incredibly passionate industry and media partnerships mm. that are really an extension of our team. So we are always planning and sometimes we have to park it. Oh, that sounds like, whoa, that's going to be a bit tricky to get that. But <laughs> yeah. maybe 2020, we could absolutely yeah. hang a table from, you know, 20 metres above the, <laughs> the river and, and, and do these things. And so what's so fabulous about it, our team is so connected and travel and and, and the ideas, no, no one feels uncomfortable about kind of putting an idea, putting on the an table, idea yeah. which so is, is fabulous. So a whiteboard that sort of has 18, 19, 20 <laughs> in columns on it. There's lots of whiteboards and lots of butcher paper and it was so lovely this year. Max Allen spent a lot of time in our office doing um, one of the wine programming and kind of um, ideations and every time I'd come in there was a family tree of winemakers of butcher paper and I'd say, has Max Allen been in here? <laughs> um, there's lots of planning and, and I guess that's an exact example of how we sort of collaborate and yeah, it's done with paper cutouts, all sorts of things. Yeah, look at it's, um, I, I, I certainly don't envy you at this time of the year as, as you're sort of winding into, um, you know, the busiest, obviously the busiest time and making it all happen from ideas to, to reality. But um, I, I imagine that creative process is, is extraordinary. Oh, it's lots of fun. And we always say that it needs to be done over food and wine and the best ideas happen on the back of a beer coaster. And I think that's absolutely the case. Mm. Um, you know, when you're doing it for, you know, none of this beanbag sitting in a room with whiteboards and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. It's really done organically. Leave that to and, uh, <laughs> That's right. We can, we can leave that to um, corporate sector. But it's a whole lot of fun. But it is very nerve-wracking. Our full program comes out on Sunday the 12th. And I guess that's kind of like, did we say we do that? <laughs> so that's, that's, that's right. In next Sunday's newspaper. Next sun, Sunday's Herald Sun will be the full program, so Sunday the 12th. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's that thing where you read it and kind of go, wow, that sounds amazing. We are going to do that, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where do the visitors come from? If you look back over previous years, obviously there's a very strong Melbourne contingent of support. And then there's, I imagine, a bit of interstate. But do you know where most of your... Your non-Melbourne residents or non-Melbourne visitors come from? Yeah, well, our our number one market is Sydney, which um, makes a lot of sense. Um, Our number one for Victoria in general, but number two is New Zealand. So funny? I'm hearing that more and more with with other festivals. New Zealand is our biggest sort of food festival market. Mm. Um, Really, really interested in in, in food and wine. And I think um, for the last three years, we've had about 100 media from all corners of the globe. And, um, of course, this year with the sommeliers and the chefs, there'll be a massive entourage coming from all around the world. And what's fabulous, say you, the Japanese chef we spoke about earlier, is bringing um, about eight people from his very small kitchen. And there'll be a couple of um, journalists from Japan as well, which is just wonderful for Mm. Melbourne. And so what will be exciting this year, I think we'll hear a lot more accents from a lot more kind of unique parts of the world. To, I might have to get a media pass. <laughs> <laughs> from Noosa, you'll have to uh, yeah. cross the border. Yeah, yeah, I will, because I'll be, I'll be coming down from Queensland. It'll be very interesting. And it's, uh, I um, was talking to the uh, Spanish consul the other day, and he was telling me that the Spaniards have seven in the top 50 more than any other country in yeah, the world. Correct. That's right. Yeah. And that was a fact that I didn't know. So so there's there would still be... Um, 
I'm trying to think of some of them. Obviously, oh, the, the Rocker, uh, yeah, the, the Rocker Brothers, yeah, so they can rocker. Um, um, and Johnny, I'm trying to. You're testing me on 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 the the names that never are mind, no, in there, right. but in the, yeah. we're looking forward. And uh, he, living and residing in Melbourne, was very much looking forward to the seven chefs coming across. Indeed. Yeah. Now, give us a second. We're going to play a couple of messages, and we'll keep you for a few more minutes because uh, there's just a couple more things we have to ask here on Cravings on Joy ninety four point nine with Tad and Pete. Cravings will be back shortly, so don't go too far. But if you do miss anything, you'll hear it on the Cravings podcast at joy.org.au forward slash cravings via iTunes or your favourite podcast site. Sponsored by La Spaghettata. Over 35 years of food, family and fun at 238 Ligon Street, Carlton. Wine and dine with La Spaghettata for an authentic Italian experience. Pasta, wine, seafood, steak and so much more. Eat, drink, love with La Spaghettata. Call 9 663 or find them on Facebook. We have Natalie O'Brien, the CEO of Melbourne Food and Wine Festival, for about another three or four minutes. Um, so I'm going to be very kind, Natalie, and throw it to you and say, is there what, what else did you want to cover um, in, in this last few minutes? Oh, but, you that a- is fantastic. Um, it's always the hard thing to say. What is the thing that you um, can't miss? And so I guess the, the point is that there are, you know, are, Nearly 300 events as part say, of the it's, program. It's probably the biggest festival you've ever done. And it certainly is. And, and when we went out to industry and we said, um, you know, the brief is at celebration, um, it's, it's 25. What does that mean for your culture and, 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 and what you do? Mm. And um, there are really simply some stunning events. And one of the things that I would encourage everybody to do is the World's Longest Lunch in Melbourne is sold out once again. Yeah. But the regional ones... There's 20-something oh, of them, there's isn't 20, there? So there's 25 lunches altogether to yep. celebrate 25, 25. years, mm-hmm. and 24 of them are in regional Victoria. And it's at Ballarat, Geelong, less than oh, an hour away, or you can get there on the train Yarra in an Valley, hour. Valley, Gippsland mm, yeah. um, are just spectacular. Encourage you to stay the night. Yep. There's usually a farmer's market on the next day. And so I think the opening day of the festival is definitely World's Longest Lunch. So yep. if people haven't booked a lunch, try a regional one, because I and think they'll be... To the northeast, you can go up to Mildura. There's, they're, they're happening everywhere. Absolutely, mm. right across. So high country down to the coast. So you know, I would definitely say that's um, something not to be missed. And there's also a beautiful event called the Makers and Muses, um, which is on in the house, which is a beautiful wine event that Max Allen was whiteboarding, yes. which um, looks at the incredible um, connections and interconnected contact connectivity and families (laughs) and all of these i guess just so um like the food industry wine industry are you know um it's probably slightly more incestuous and i don't mean incestuous but this you know someone from this wine family marries someone from this wine family and then they create a a brand thank you that's what i was trying to say yeah and then you know that brand has some children and one of the children will go off and make another label and probably marry somebody else who's associated with the industry whether it's a vineyard or a farmer or whatever it might be it it is quite a, a web Exactly, mm. and I just think that, that that's an event. It's $55 um, to come to the House of Wine on the last weekend of the festival, and I just think that's going to be a beautiful event because it does involve all of those families that you more eloquently uh, talked about. <laughs> um, and I, I guess um, the other thing is that when you explore the program, there are beautiful uh, events that represent uh, the different cultures that we mm. have, and I think a spotlight on that as we invite all these visitors to town 
town, um, incredible events with great diversity of, of food, whether it's a Thai event um, at, at Long Chim mm, or yeah. you're out in Dandenong doing the beautiful world food market that they have every year for the festival. Over the next, between now and the festival, we'll actually probably look at some of those events in in isolation. I think that's yeah. something that we, we try and do each year and I think that's a, a really good way of us to introduce some of those events singularly. But for, for today, it's just, it's been all about a, a very broad brushstroke look at the festival. Always delightful to see you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And oh, you're um, welcome. Make sure that you uh, that you do pencil the dates. We'd love to have you back in Melbourne. I, I will be back in Melbourne at least for some of it. And uh, the website, of course, Natalie is, is Melbourne Food and Wine A N D Wine dot com dot au. Excellent. Go and have a little bit of a look. The program will be in your newspaper in the Herald Sun next Sunday, not tomorrow, uh, but next Sunday. Uh, Natalie, great to see you. Thank you for having me. And we'll very shortly introduce you to a man called Wiley DeFresney. He is uh, an incredible thinker about food and, and a bit of a cool dude. You're on Cravings here on Joy 94.9, where it is currently 27 minutes to do. We're listening to you. SMS 0427 JOY 949. Email on air at joy.org.au or call us 1300 JOY 949. A fine dining experience during his final year in college in Maine changed the direction of Wiley DeFresney's life. Dreams of cooking led him with his philosophy degree in hand into the French Culinary Institute. Following that time at culinary school, he was employed in the kitchens of famed French chef Jean-Georges von Richten. The rest, as the saying goes, is history. DeFresne is recognised as one of the most important food minds in New York and revered across the world as a chef with a philosophical approach to technique and technology. He will be in Melbourne as part of the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival and joins me on the phone from New York. New York. Wiley DeFresne, welcome to the program. Thank you. Excited to be here. Um, you are heading to Melbourne uh, for the 25th Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. Uh, is this your first trip to Australia? I'm sorry? Will that be your first trip to Australia? No, this will be my second time to Australia. I went to the Sydney uh, Food and Wine Festival many years ago, but I am excited to come back to Melbourne. Excellent. Or to go to Melbourne. I think you'll find we're a, we're a reasonable bunch of people to be around. <laughs> you know, you guys have a tendency to say that a lot. So I hope that you're right. <laughs> hey, I want to I start with with your career. You're recognised globally as a, as an innovator and, and and thought leader in the world of food. Um, g- give me a bit of a, a pricey in your mind of what what the current state of of global gastronomy is and and where the influences are coming from. Oh well, I mean, you know, I think. I'm an optimist, so it's sort of always a good time to eat worldwide. There's always somebody or somewhere or some country doing something exciting. So even if here or there is not holding up its end of the bargain at any given moment, um, there's there's always some good stuff going on out there. Um, I'm not really sure who's, you know, if, if you're saying who's next, like what, what region is, is, is about to, to explode and, and, and do its thing, I don't know that I have the answer to that. Um no. But uh, I think it, it. Go ahead. I was just going to say, not so much a region, but the, but the ideas and and I guess the the thought processes we look to. We've seen 
over the last 20 years, extraordinary changes in food um, and in the way that we think about it and prepare it. And, and you're sort of counted amongst, a, I guess, a crew of people like Rene Redzepi and David Chang and, and Botura and, and Alex Atala in, in being the sort of at the vanguard, at the, at the pointy end of, of that innovation. So I, I guess my question was, was where do you think you, you look to next for, for innovation? Is it going back to incredibly ancient techniques or, or are we looking at um, you know, discovering new and, and interesting ways of, of playing with food? Well, for me, I've sort of changed my subject matter a little bit. I'm, I presently don't have any restaurants, but we're, we're uh, opening a donut shop, so I've been shifting my gears a little bit and sort of trying to take what I've learned in the past and, and apply it in a new area. So that's been fun and, and exciting and interesting for me. So going from, from Michelin star to donut shop, is, is that a, a difficult change to get your head around? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think for me it's, it's uh, I, I guess in some ways it's the lateral decision. I'm, I'm taking, a, 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 you know, 24, 25 years worth of, of work and, and, and a, you know, in a very sort of, Systematic approach to cooking and, and and applied it in just in a different medium. Um, you know, we're not. It, it's not that I've stopped thinking about you know fine dining or anything like that. I've just um, you know due to various circumstances uh, shifted gears slightly and hopefully not forever. But uh, we're still taking a very systematic approach. I mean, I, I have learned a tremendous amount about something as simple sounding as a donut and we've we've um immersed ourselves in how to you know understanding how they're made what what goes into it and and you know we still have a ways to go and we have a couple more months that we're open so we're really just trying to take that approach that we've honed and developed over many years and apply it to a different subject matter and it's been really uh it's been really fun and really interesting you're I guess you were sort of at, again, at, at the forefront of, of the molecular gastronomy movement, if you will. Um, how much of that will, will play into what you're going to do in the, in the donut shop? Um, I, I think, again, the idea of, of, of understanding the science behind something as simple as, you know, flour, eggs, uh, butter, milk, sugar, uh, baking powder and how those things can all work together and create something wonderful um, is, 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 is what we're doing. I mean, we've taken, again, we've taken our, our scientific approach and just tried to um, see how rather than, you know, doing it to, to fine dining foods, we can, we can do that to, to the humble donut. But I do think you'll see some fun, interesting unusual uh, flavor combinations alongside some nice uh, variations on some classic donuts as well. So I, I, I think it's, uh, I would, our hope is that it's going to be delicious and a lot of fun. I was going to say, I, I would be disappointed if we didn't uh, see some some challenges to our, our standard palate. Um I want to sort of jump back to that um, earlier philosophy degree before the police come in and arrest you. Um how much of <laughs> how much of that that philosophy degree? How much of that understanding of, of philosophy have you been able to, to bring across to your your career in in food? You, like I said at the top, you're one of the most um, recognised and and um, 
important food mines in New York, regardless of whether you, you do or, or do not currently have a restaurant. Um, how much of that philosophy or philosophical approach to food is, is carried across into what you do now? Um, I think my studies in philosophy have, have helped me in, in, in a number of different ways. I mean, some of it is just, um, you know, studying studying philosophy or studying anything has helped me learn how to learn. And I've spent a lot of time just trying to develop a methodology and approach to, to cooking, how we can how we can attack an ingredient or a technique or something like that in a, in a systematic, formulaic uh, way. Um, and um, I, the, the there's also been a uh, the philosophy thing is I think helped me in terms of my uh, interpersonal skills or working with the team and talking to them and helping helping understand people and, and get the most out of people and hopefully helped me um, in, in terms of develop myself as a leader and a communicator. Um, I think that there's a um, some of it is, is 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 more obvious, and some of it is a little bit more uh, not so obvious. But but the the philosophy, uh, you know, it's the curiosity too. It's the asking the questions, the the the, the wondering the why and wondering how of of you know the, the, the study of philosophy that has also helped um, feed my curiosity as a cook. Wiley Dufresne is my guest. He is a New York chef, soon to open. Uh, is is it in Brooklyn, your your new donut store? It is. It's in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Brooklyn's food scene seems to be taking off like, like nobody's business at the moment. Um, I, I want to sort of touch on, on reality television and the now global understanding of, or better global understanding of food that, than we've ever had before because of reality television, particularly in Australia, I guess, with uh, the phenomenon that is MasterChef Australia. We all seem to know a great deal more about food, a great deal more about its provenance and its its terroir, if you will. Is that of of big importance to you, or are you more concerned about the quality of the ingredient that you can get? Uh, is TV a big importance to me? Uh, no, I'm, I'm sort of I'm, I'm sort of thinking of that 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 provenance, and I guess the the, the precursor to the question that we we are far more knowledgeable about food and and its provenance than we've ever been before uh, as a global consumer community. Um, so I, the question was sort of around you know does does provenance play a big part in your decision making or is it is it for you getting the best ingredient that you can find? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think that um, as a chef, you certainly want to work with the best ingredients possible, but you also uh, want to feel like you're supporting uh, the great ingredients that are that are from your area, from your region. Um, but that being said, I, I, I work, live, was raised in New York City, which is not necessarily a, a hotbed of, of actual agriculture or, or, or you know, animal husbandry or anything like that, but is a, is a, a world hub. So it's, it's totally natural. There's so many different cultures and cuisines that come together in New York that I think that in a way we have this wonderful luxury that not too many other places in the world have because you can use Mexican ingredients with Japanese technique and it doesn't seem crazy or weird or out of place. Um, but at the same time, uh, to the extent that I can support, you know, local regional farmers, we are we are a hundred percent behind that, and uh, you know we're looking into um, 
something as simple as, as, as flowers and egg and, and sugars and things like that that, that can somehow uh, be that we can somehow support local uh, you know producers of those types of ingredients and we are also in, in you know we are in New York City so there again there's not a ton of things growing here but we're not far from some wonderful um, some wonderful rich you know farmlands and things like that. But I also think that you bring up a fun question, the notion of like a, a, an urban terroir. Can a, can a city have a terroir? I believe that it can. Mm. And I mean, a lot of that, I know it, certainly here in, in Melbourne, we're doing a lot of work with rooftop gardens, with, with the production of bees on, on rooftops in our city. And I think as, as anybody in the world knows that without bees, we don't have a, a, a food supply. Um so is is there a similar thing happening in New York in, in the way people are thinking about uh, micro-production on, on rooftops and, and in, at their own balconies? Uh, yes, there there is a, a decent amount of that going on. I mean, sometimes that can be a little difficult in terms of um, how to sustain that through a restaurant. It depends on the size of a restaurant, but there are some great restaurants doing some really fun stuff, and, and a lot of them are, are either have a, either a little small garden out back, places like the Olmstead in Brooklyn where they're growing, you know, a, a certain percentage of their own stuff, or other, other restaurants where they do have gardens inside, and, and there's even some pretty interesting uh, indoor uh, gardening going on. Um, there's some pretty neat stuff going on down in the Essex Crossing where they're using technology from NASA scientists to figure out how to grow plants and, to, you know, completely indoors. By, by creating artificial sunlight and some neat stuff like that, and um, I, I think there there is certainly uh, a, a, a movement of that. It can sometimes be hard to sustain uh, or build a restaurant exclusively around that, but I think that those things can be nice adjuncts or or can contribute to to sort of the overall fabric that, that, that makes up a restaurant. Wiley, you're part of a, a team of eight chefs who are presenting masterclasses for uh, the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival this year, the likes of uh, the reckless revolutionary, as they call him, Grant Atchats from uh, from Chicago, from, of course, Alania, um, Gaston Acurio, who is a national hero in Peru, um, one of our favourites, Carlo Craco, um, Ashley Palmer-Watts from Heston Blumenthal's Dinner Here, our very own David Thompson, who's um, considered one of the best Thai chefs in the world, Jorge Vallejo and Zayu Hasegawa. Is that a fairly elite uh, crowd to be included amongst? Uh, you know, I'm I'm super excited and a little bit nervous. You know, there was all of those everybody on this but me has a job. So, uh, you know, I don't I'm not actually working in a restaurant. But all those guys are great. You know, Ashley is a good friend. I love what he does. Um, Grant obviously does some cool stuff. Hasegawa's amazing. Carlo is fantastic. I just saw Krakow recently, and I love you know I've been to his restaurant many times. I love what he's doing. Um, you know, I had I had the honor of traveling to Peru many years ago with Andoni from Mugaritz, and we spent a few days with Gaston to see you know the amazing sort of you know vertical integration that he's doing. Like you said, he's a national hero over there, doing some amazing stuff. And you know, yes, it's a it's a great honor to be to be on that list with with that very prestigious group of people and 
Now that you mention it, I'm getting even more nervous. <laughs> I, I don't imagine you should be. It's uh, we're, we're delighted that you're going to grace us with your presence. Um, you mentioned that you you don't have a restaurant to focus on, and and obviously focusing on the building of the of the business. So I'm assuming there's a bit of downtime. Where where do you like to go and eat in New York? What are your what are your favorite haunts to go and and uh, experience? Other people's food. Who who are the people that you look to for your sustenance and inspiration? Um, well, you know, I have a lot of good friends in this town and I, I, and you know, my, my wife and I, we love to go out to eat. That's kind of what we try to do is mix it up. Go see some of what the new people are up to. Like we just recently had a great meal at Olmstead, which I, which I just mentioned. Um, but we also go see some, some old dear friends, you know, Mark Ladner, uh, at Del Posto is cooking some of the best Italian food I'd say in America, um, doing, doing wonderful stuff. Um, I just uh, coincidentally ran into Danny Bowen uh, at a coffee shop yesterday from Mission Chinese, and he I, I love what he's up to and, and doing great stuff. Um, you know, I, I, it's, an, it's an interesting time in New York, and, and I, I, I think we're, we're about to see a bunch of exciting stuff happen. I feel like there's some good stuff that's just started, and, and I think down the road you're going to see uh, a little bit of, a little bit of uh, fun stuff as, as New York's tries to play a little bit of catch-up to Los Angeles because I think right now Los Angeles is doing some fun stuff and it's going to start to drive us and inspire us to push ourselves a little bit harder here in New York. Um, uh, so I'm excited about about how, how we're going to react to, and I shouldn't just say Los Angeles, I just think that there's a lot of great stuff going on throughout, throughout the U.S. Um, but I do like to go see my dear friend Dave Chang. He, uh, he's always got something fun up his sleeve and that's fun fun to go to um so yeah there's there's a lot of places i like to go go uh like i said see going to see old friends and also to see what what the 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 new kids full of energy are up to and and i guess those new kids full of energy are not just in new york and los angeles we're looking to places like uh austin texas and chicago and uh you know south carolina i mean there's there's a, a huge uh, amount of diversity and choice in in the united states and i guess we do tend to focus on on the major east coast west coast cities so it's it's exciting to see so much happening elsewhere in the states yeah we're doing a, a good job i mean it, i i think sort of we, we can it it ebbs and flows but right now it's really we're really doing a great job sort of end to end north to south east to west um, and that's really fun and exciting I think. Uh, I mean, obviously, we have a pretty large country, so it's not surprising the diversity in a way, but it's just cool that, like you say, there are these small towns that are also doing great, great stuff. And uh, I guess my final question, which is probably a big step away from food, uh, America going through extraordinary social and political change. That we, what we've seen in the last sort of week has been, um, for the rest of the world, in some senses, a little terrifying. Is it as palpable across the United States as it is here? The the change in government and the change in approach to to politics. Uh, I mean, you know, what are we at, at the beginning of week two? I think there's just a lot of. Uh, uncertainty on the part of many Americans at this point. I think we're just, I think uh, <laughs> we're finding our way as our new president finds his way. And, and hopefully um, we will find our way sooner than later. I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a, 
it's an unusual time. It's certainly an unusual time. Mm. Wiley DeFresne uh, will be in Melbourne for the 25th Melbourne Food and Wine Festival presenting Masterclass uh, on the 1st of April. You can go to Melbourne Food and Wine Festival website, melbournefoodandwine.com.au to find out more information and the book tickets for those masterclasses. Wiley, I'm incredibly grateful to have had the opportunity to talk to you and I look forward to catching up with you in Melbourne and continuing this conversation about the direction of, of global gastronomy. I'm incredibly grateful for your time. Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure and I look forward to seeing you as well, Pete. Thank you so much. This has been fun. My pleasure. That's Wiley DeFresne. He is one of the most important food minds in the world and we will be blessed with his presence here in Australia. Hi, I'm Anna De Silva, and you're listening to Cravings with Pete Dillon on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. You are listening to Joy 94.9. It's eight minutes to two. That interview was with Wiley DeFresne. He will be here for the Masterclass sessions for Melbourne Food and Wine. He's an incredibly interesting chap from your part of the world. He is, yeah, definitely. Mm. It's... um. It's always, you know, I find it fascinating to hear, you know, chefs and, and just other people, their, their take on different things. And, mm. um, and, and, you know, if it's, if it's, even if it's a chef that you don't even, you know, know much about them, you know, you, you tend to learn a lot about them in a, in, even in a shorter interview like that. He was, he was right there for the, the molecular gastronomy movement yeah. with Ebuyi and Muguritz yep. and, and those restaurants in, in Spain and elsewhere. Um, now, we did hear from Jace just now about podcasts, and we're very pleased to say that um, we've hit the top 10. Yeah, I know. It's we're amazing. We're number nine in the top 10 of podcasts. So yeah. if you missed that interview with Wiley DeFresne or indeed our discussion with Natalie O'Brien or anything from the past weeks, you can go to joy.org.au slash cravings and download podcasts yep. of all of our shows going back for... Eight years. There's a couple of them. There's some little yep. little gaps where we didn't have a podcast and we seem to have lost the um, the audio. But there is a wonderful um, encyclopedia of guests going back eight years, including some of the chefs who will be here for the the world's top fifty. So um, joy.org.au/cravings, and you can download podcasts, and you maybe even get us up the list. That's right, absolutely number nine because we have seen <laughs> this last week. Um, Oh, sorry, uh, this last month in January, there were um, 35,000 downloads of different podcasts That's from incredible. Joy. And uh, yes, so look, and we're only, I think we're about 20-something short of uh, the team above us. So do head to joy.org.au slash cravings, download our podcasts, and yep. catch up on all the things you've missed over the last couple of years. Um, <laughs> we shall take one more brief respite, and we'll return now. Uh, coming up on the escape pod as well. We'll talk about that in a second. We're listening to you. SMS 0427 JOY 949. Email on air at joy.org.au or call us 1300 JOY 949. Coming up very shortly, the escape pod will be your next oral pleasure. Listening go. pleasure, oral oral <laughs> pleasure, um, and they're talking about travelling as as a gay or lesbian person. They're talking about uh, Paris and flying and all sorts of things. They're, it's like a bag of mixed lollies on there today it with is. Russ and the team. Yeah, um, it always is, though, isn't it? Yes, looks like Paul McClure may be joining him as well <laughs> for today's prayer. Look, it, everybody's waving in the window. It's very nice. I love radio as a visual medium. Exactly, um, and. Uh, <clears throat> what else is happening? What have we got coming oh. up next week? 
next week we've got um, next week we have Paul Wilson uh, who's going to come in and, and talk about his new book and the um, the opening of partial opening of his um, restaurant which will start with a coffee window at the Paran Market. Yes. And Do we know when when does that coffee window open? Uh, in two weeks. I don't have a specific date, but um, it'll be two weeks. That's what I was told, and I'm is looking that, forward to it. Is it going to liven things up at the Pran Market? It will. It will because he's got it, it's it's actually quite a large restaurant that he's mm. he's fitting out there, and I. I th- Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe there's about 180 seats all up, um, 40 on Commercial Road outside, 40 in the Market Square, yep, and then the rest inside um, the restaurant. It's mm. um, I've, I've had a look at it. It's looking really nice. Because it was a, quite a, a, a highly contested um, pitch process to to see who was going to see who was going to get it. Yeah, and um, and because the building's heritage listed, I, I, there have been some delays because mm. of that as well, and and making sure the council's happy with what's being done with the facade. And um, but um, yeah, so at long so last, so the coffee window opens, so people can go and get a coffee, and then they can come to Chocolato Lombardo at the Pran Market and buy some chocolate. Well, they can get a piece of cake that I'll be making for the coffee window. Oh, yes, what are you um, making? Is it chocolate and blue yeah. cheese? Uh, no, it's a buttermilk dark chocolate cake with a uh, a, a chocolate that we've matched with a Saint Oli coffee. So mm. it's um, which is what they'll be serving in the in the coffee shop. I think so. you uh, I think a cake with blue cheese and chocolate oh, we'll would be beautiful. Yeah, it is nice to, to for something different, of course. So that is all and coming next week. Next week, and we've also got um, uh, Jordan Bruno. Um, yes, booked in. Uh, who was last year? Gays, on, gays may know him from My Kitchen Rules. That's right. Yep. Um, I think he even calls himself the gay chef, and um, we'll be talking. Uh, about really? It. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Seriously? He does. I want to go back to uh, doing my apprenticeship uh, many, many moons ago, back in the early eighties. Yeah. And uh, every second chef in 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 my training class was gay. Oh, okay. Um, and there are a lot of gay chefs around. It was, chefs were quite flamboyant yep. at the time. It was sort of before this this whole celebrity chef nonsense happened. Right. But now they're all straight and married with kids and boring. <laughs> That's right. So I kind of get the gay chef, but he's he's really not um, breaking any. No, any no, new no, no. But there. he's done a um, a cookbook which is um, benefiting certain charities, which we'll talk about next week. So it'll be excellent. Good to chat he's with a very him. nice young man, and yeah. he's very devoted to his mother, as every gay boy yeah. should be. That's all coming up next week. Like I said, the Escape Pod are going to tra- take you travelling uh, to Paris and, and on airplanes and all sorts of things very, very shortly. Um, I will talk to you next week from Noosa. Yes, you'll be on the beach. I uh, won't be on the beach. No Wi-Fi <laughs> on the beach, but I'll no. certainly be uh, quite possibly around the pool. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's it's going to be a, a lovely journey, and I'm looking forward to the next chapter. And thank you for coming in at the perfect thank time and, and now going to be in charge of the show. Yeah, things things happen for a reason. Yes, they, indeed yeah. they do. Uh, the Escape Pod to take you travelling. Uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. Until then, have a very pleasant afternoon. Thanks for listening to another Cravings podcast with Pete Dillon online at joy.org.au forward slash cravings and live Saturdays from 1pm on Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Exploring all that's finest in food and beverage across Melbourne and Victoria. Sponsored by La Spaghettata. Over 35 years of food, family and fun at 238 Ligon Street, Carlton. Wine and dine with La Spaghettata for an authentic Italian experience. Pasta, wine, seafood, steak and so much more. Dine in and enjoy the authentic sights and sounds of Ligon Street. Or order takeaway now via Deliveroo, Uber Eats or Fedora. Eat, drink, love with La Spaghettata. Call 9663 6102. Visit au or find them on Facebook. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. 
Help keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.